Welcome to Empower With Ash. Hello and welcome back to Empower With Ash. My name is Ashley Turner and I started this podcast to help empower people to triumph over their adversity because I'm a big believer we all face adversity, big or small, and we are not alone because some of us think that we are alone facing this adversity, but guess what? We're not. So my adversity in particular, for those that do not know my backstory, I am a young single mother and I am a domestic violence survivor. However, I did not let that stop me or define me because last year I was lucky enough to win a professional award in my procurement background and industry and that for me was a platform to share my story, get that confidence and to really be vulnerable and share my experiences of what was happening in my personal life that people in my profession did not see. Um, For me, it was a symbol that I reclaimed my life back and that was powerful. And I wanted to share my experience with everyone else that may be feeling a little bit stuck or alone and not knowing which way to turn and if they can even overcome their adversity that they're facing because I am proof and there are so many other people out there that are proof that you can. So... I started this podcast because I really wish that there was a podcast like this to help me get through what I was going through. So I share my stories, I share my experiences, I like to interview other people to share their own stories and experiences to let us all know that we are not alone in this. So for today's episode, I will be talking about which has been a really popular topic actually, if I think about all the people that have contacted me about this, is dating after domestic violence or dating yourself. So if you haven't already heard my story, you'll have to check out my other podcast, which is about me sharing my domestic violence story, what happened to me and how did I overcome and get out and escape it. But in other episodes, I've also talked about my side effects, And how did I escape that domestic violent relationship? This is a topic that I knew in particular, the dating aspect, I knew would come up, but I have personally been avoiding it. And I asked myself, why am I avoiding this topic? And that's because I have to share, I guess, my learnings and I have to share another aspect of my private life because sometimes... There are some things that need to be private and some things that you want to share. But I've reminded myself as part of this experience, I have been so freaking vulnerable by sharing my biggest dark, darkest secret, which was dating a narcissist who emotionally, mentally and physically abused me. And that was a number of years ago. Now it will be my, I think, three year anniversary towards the end of this year that I am domestic violence free if that's something that you want to say but it's been a big journey for me it did not just happen overnight that I am in my own headspace like I am today it's been a lot of self-healing love and discovering who I am and in one of my episodes I think it's my side effects one one of my side effects 
that I mentioned was that I was a little bit scared of dating and that I think I um, reported that over maybe six to eight months ago now and it's still the same <laughs> so let's just say that but in this episode what I really wanted to share with you two things one have I been dating what's been my experience so far since I have escaped that relationship what I have learned along the way over the last sort of two and a half years since being single and I will say right now dating myself is what I would say um, and claim my status to be but also what I have learned that I will need to be mindful with when I start dating or for a person that is dating a domestic violence survivor so it's really giving you sort of some tips and tricks if you are dating someone that's been through a traumatic experience like domestic violence what can you do or be mindful of or for myself what kind of person do I need to date that will understand this situation and help me um, ease into dating again if that makes sense so let's start with it I am still single for those people that keep asking me that 150% single I have been single single I have not gone on a date or anything like that since I have parted ways with that toxic relationship and a number of reasons why I have remained single and I'm genuinely just not interested in dating is number one I needed to heal I was not going to jump into another relationship with all that emotional baggage and damage I really needed to focus on me healing forgiving discovering who I am and really understanding who Ashley Turner is single um, because I haven't been like single single for a long period of time so I really wanted to enjoy my own company and really get confident with who I am and what I want before I even consider dating again so it was really about that self-healing discovery piece um, but I also had to be really clear on what type of partner that I want or need um, for those survivors like myself it is a little bit scary thinking about dating again and thinking that you may end up with a person like that again like that terrifies me it makes me feel sick um, and I'll go through yeah I guess lessons learnt over the last sort of two and a half years of me really digging deep not even scratching the surface just keep on digging to really identify what I want and what I need and evaluating the people that I have dated previously and going okay these are the alarm bells this is what I totally don't want and this is what I need so for me I made a commitment to date myself for three years um, I've had two serious relationships and they've both ended um, around the three-year mark because I've pulled the pin and realized that person was not right for me so my first one was 
um, the father of my son. I was way too young to even think about a long-term committed relationship and we were just way too young. We were still trying to figure out who the hell we were and we parted our ways. Then I was uh, ended up in the next relationship which lasted nearly three years and that was with the narcissist that um, abused me basically. Um, how I explain it is the first relationship with my son's father was heartbreaking. It definitely, that was my first love. It was very much ripping my heart out of my chest and really trying to put myself back together again. But the second relationship, that person literally tried to crush my soul as a person. And you don't necessarily have to go through a domestic violent relationship to feel that there will be other um, situations or relationships where you can you, you can relate to that there's heartbreak but there's soul crushing um, relationships as well and that one really crushed my soul hence why I said to myself you know what Ashley you are going to date yourself for three years because you obviously have a three-year curse number one but also, I really need to figure out who the hell I am and what I want in a partner as well. Uh, for me personally, I was trying to figure out what kind of person that I wanted in my life. Um, and when you're young, and I'm still young, definitely, I'm only 28, but you're still trying to discover what it is that you love about a person, what you like, what you dislike, who are you going to be in the next sort of 5, 10 years, what kind of person needs to support you get there. Who is the person that you want to spend the rest of your life talking to? And that's how I see it. Because looks will fade. Who is someone that you want to emotionally connect with and talk to for the rest of your life? Um, and when I was younger, I had no freaking clue. And that's, I guess, what you do when you're younger. You jump around, you're dating, you're trying to figure it all out. But now I have a good indication of what I need and I want based on the healing process and taking this time to just block out that dating noise. Like I think it was way too much pressure for me to even think about. I just needed to focus on me and understand what I wanted and needed. So some things that I have learned about myself or what I want and need um, over the last sort of couple years is I really love my own company and I really love my own space. I've always had this feeling that I've loved my space, like probably a little bit too much sometimes, but I genuinely just love being in my own company and having my own space. And some people are a bit confused by that because I can be really extroverted and I'm pretty much 50-50 introvert and extrovert. I'm an extrovert that needs to re-energize by being introverted. Like that's the only way I can sustain my energy. So that is something that I have learned over the last few years is I love my own company. And that, I guess that goes into a little bit of a next fear is I probably love my company a little bit too much that I don't even want to date. But that might be another reason why I'm not ready to date as well because I'm not willing or ready to let someone in and take some some of my time because I feel 
like I have wasted so much time in my previous relationships as well. Um, it's allowed me, so dating myself, it's allowed me to put myself first and do what I love to do. Um, sometimes when I look back at these relationships, I was, I'm, I was a pleaser. I was really trying to help grow that person, understand them, listen to them, be supportive and try to be as connected and integrated into their life as possible that I forgot about all the things that I love to do. Um, and then they've become, or I guess they've taken it for granted that I'm, I'm giving the love that I would want back in return. And that is my own, you know, my own space, my own time and allowing myself to focus on the things that I would want to focus on. So this last few years, I have literally done everything that I've loved, that I've wanted to do. And it's allowed me to understand truly my passions, my purpose, and where I can see myself in the next five, 10 years. It's been the biggest self-discovery process in my life, cancelling out just the dating world. Like you can learn so much about yourself by being single and being in your own company. Um, it's allowed me to focus on my mental health um, and it's really exposed my creative side. I'm, when I say creative, I'm not like a painter or drawer. I can tell you right now, I can't even draw a stick figure. But I am very creative in the sense that I love reading and I love writing. Like I lo I'm in the middle of writing a book at the moment that's gone from a journal into a, I guess, a self-help book at the moment about breakups and domestic violence. Um, so that's something that I've allowed myself to give time and attention to because I'm not dating and I'm not worrying about another person. I have quality time for myself to really be present and really express who I am through writing and that creative side, which I haven't been in touch with before. So that's been a big lesson learned for myself that I'm very good at expressing myself through writing, maybe not necessarily through words, but as I said, that's a self-discovery within myself. I have really, I'm trying to explain how I say this one, I've really learned to love myself and really like who I am. If you ask me, you know, five, six years ago, however long it was, I wouldn't have been able to confidently say to you, yes, I love who Ashley Turner is today and who she's going to be or who she's striving to be in the next five, ten years because I was in this whirlwind of a relationship where I didn't even know which way was up or down. Now I can say that and I'm confident within who I am and my value, my worth and what I bring to the table. Um, and I think that's just beautiful because once you genuinely give yourself unconditional love and you identify the things that you love about yourself or some areas that you know are your flaws and it's all warts and all, you get a sense of who you are and it just oozes this confidence in the rest of your life from a personal perspective but also a professional perspective because this is honestly the most confident I have been in myself forever and I think that's the biggest win of all out of all of this.
dating myself, it has allowed me to really understand where my fears are when it comes to dating. And what I mean by that is I have identified that I have a little bit of a distrust within myself when it comes back to dating. I am definitely scared. What happens if I date someone like him again? That's a narcissist that can twist with my emotions, my mind and lay hands on me. Like that is probably the biggest fear of all for a domestic violence survivor. Like what happens if your gut is wrong and you end up with a person like that? Um, and I think that was one of the biggest obstacles that I overcome because that's something that I've avoided in my head, but I have come face to face with it to go, yes, that is your fear. It might not necessarily be fear of dating men. It's a fear of dating that same man again. And now that I've identified that, I know the root cause. I know why the fear is there or the insecurities and everything are there. I can work with that. Um, it's when you don't do a deep dive within your mind and yourself and you don't know why you're doing what you're doing or avoiding what you're doing, you can't fix it and you can't overcome it. So allowing yourself to have that huge in-depth in self-discovery within yourself, your mind, your heart, your soul, you know where that baseline is. <laughs> you know that trigger and you know why you do what you do and it gives you so much clarity and allows you to be more in tune with yourself, your decisions, your feelings, and um, be emotionally intelligent as well. Um, so that's a few of the things that I have learned about myself since dating myself. And I will put it out there right now. I have never been happier. Like I have been so happy not dating. And so many of you will be the same. You might be like, yes, there's no drama. There's no dealing with any other person. It's just you focusing on you. And I think every person needs to do that at one point in their life. It's really date yourself, discover who you are, what your triggers are. So then when you do start dating, you can help that person understand you a little bit more as well. It's hard when you start dating and you don't really know who you are and what your triggers are um, because then it's a struggle for the other person to really get to know you and love every aspect of you as well. Um, so there are a few of the lessons learned along the way and I had to get comfortable. Like another big thing was I had to get comfortable with doing things alone. When you're in a relationship, it's, you know, you have someone attached to your hip half the time. Well, I pretty much did because they're bloody stage five clingers, I would think. Um, but it's, you know, going to the movies by yourself, you know, going out to lunch or dinner by yourself. That was a whole new thing for me um, that I had to overcome. And now I absolutely love it. Like just doing things by myself. Um I appreciate my own time and I really embrace it and take it all in. But for those um, that are dating, I guess, a, a domestic violence survivor or you are a survivor and you're trying to figure out what kind of person you need, I have tried to map it out 
within my mind what kind of person that I would need to date or want to date as well. Um, so if you're a dating survivor, there's a few things that you need to be mindful with as well. Sometimes we do need validation, I think. We need validation that our experience was not okay, but it is okay at the same time that we went through that and you're not judging us for that as well. Um, and validation that you would not do that to us ever. Um, I think that's a big thing. I think as a survivor, you probably put too much pressure or you think that people would never want to date you because you're damaged goods. That's probably the best way. But you're not damaged goods, okay? You know, everyone has some sort of adversity they overcome and some sort of trauma they might be dealing with. You are not damaged goods. Um, if you think that, well, then you are that. But if you do not think you are damaged goods, you are not that. It's your choice what you do with your experience. And I think it's so empowering and beautiful that survivors step up, they say their story, they share their experiences, but they go, you know what, that happened. And look at me now. I am beautiful, I am bold, I am brave. And if you can't handle me, then, you know, there's the nearest exit. So if you're dating a survivor, be mindful that you you will need to, I guess, give us that validation um, that our experience it's okay and it's helped shape us for the better and that um, you're not judging us for it. I think as survivors, we need someone, well, I'm, I'm speaking for myself right now, we need someone that listens to us and doesn't give advice. There is nothing worse when you're trying to express really sensitive traumatic experiences and someone's trying to give you advice and they're not genuinely just listening you just need to listen we don't need advice we have been through it we just want someone to listen and try understand that is it we don't want you to give us advice on how we should try fix things or overcome things or whatever it is we just need someone who's patient and listens and wants to understand where we're coming from. Um, a key thing is we will have triggers and you need to understand that we will have triggers and our triggers will be probably more heightened and more sensitive than the average person. Um, for example, and this is just an example for myself that I can think of, if I had a man try tell me what I can or can't wear I'm pretty sure I would have bought mission straight away like that would be a massive trigger for me because in that relationship that person tried to control everything that I wore um, you know so being mindful that there will be some things that you say or do and you're not aware of it that will trigger us but then it goes back to that second point if you just seek to understand why that's triggered us and we can give you that backstory, then you are more aware of it and then you're more mindful of your actions and um, the language that you use. Um, even though your intentions are probably not what we are reacting to, and I'll, you know, I'll say that right now, we um, 
for myself, I am extremely sensitive and um, my emotions are more heightened now because of that experience. And what I mean by that is I probably overanalyze everyone's language, their energy, their body language, eye contact, everything. And that's because I'm super aware of another person now and I look for those triggers or I look for those red flags and warning um, these alarm bells because I don't want to be involved or engaged with a person who's done that or could be like that. Um, my gut instincts, my spidey senses, my womanly instinct, whatever you want to call it, my freaking Spider-Man, my, you know, my hairs on the arms, you know, go up when I feel this energy that doesn't feel right. Like I'm so in tune with my gut that is crazy that people think I'm crazy when I'm like, mm, this person don't like them, don't know what it is, but my spidey senses are telling me not to trust that person. And I come across that all the time and people will think I'm crazy. Like, no, that person's really nice. And then down the track, they'll start to see these behaviors and these um, red flags, and then, you know, these people will be like, holy shit, you called her. I'm like, uh-huh. Like, I'm just super sensitive to other people's energy and everything now. Um, and that's probably a, a strength and a skill in itself now. Um, I'm definitely very happy that I have that skill, but it's just being mindful that some survivors will be like that. They will read everything about you now because... Not that we're trying to look for the bad, but we're just trying to make sure that we're not making that same freaking mistake again. It's that protection uh, within ourselves. Um, another thing is we will respond differently. Um, and it links back with that, um, the triggers as well. Some people that have gone through huge trauma will respond differently depending on their survivor experience um we we're all survivors but we've all gone through different things and some of us will be happily to jump into a relationship and be completely themselves and go you know what that happened i'm not going to focus on the bad but some of us like myself will be like mm, i'm not dating you know i'm a little bit scared about that i need to just take some time for myself and heal and then i'll be ready and then there'll be some people that are like, oh, hell to the no, am I ever dating a person again? Because that was just so traumatic, I don't even want to think about dating again. We will all be different. We've all gone through different experiences. It's damaged us all differently, um, depending on what sort of layer and what type of abuse that we have come across. You know, the emotional, there's mental, there's the physical, there's financial. There's so much different um, abuse that we could have encountered so we will all have different triggers and be sensitive to different things as well it's not like a cookie cutter we're not all the same um, and some of us use it to empower ourselves like myself and there's some people that won't we will be stuck in that mindset that we're not good enough and that we are going to allow it to just destroy us because we're embarrassed by it we all react differently from trauma and different experiences like that but another thing that i thought of was 
we, or myself as well, we will have big boundaries, um, probably more than the average person. And going through what we've been through, we need to set solid boundaries and we need someone to respect that. And we will take down those walls or those boundaries as we get build that trust. So, for example, for me, um, space is a big thing now. I can't envision myself living with another person. If, let's say, I was to start dating again, there is no way in hell I would be living with a person for years because I need my own space now. I need my own time. I need my own company. I just need to be me and I don't want to be in a suffocating relationship because for me that's a trigger that I will feel controlled and then I'm losing myself and all of that. Um, we may have boundaries when it comes to other women or whatever, you know, whatever else it is. We will set certain standards and expectations and I'm someone that doesn't like to set expectations because I think expectations are the root cause of, um, of heartache. But for me, there's, I think, three things that I will expect in my next relationship. And that's one, it's honesty. I need complete honesty. Two would be loyalty. Um, because I've been cheated on so many times, I need to be able to trust that person and know that person's got my back and has my back for good intentions and not evil, as I've discovered in the past. But three is a big one for me, and it's around respecting my boundaries and who I am and who I want to be. That's it. That's my only expectations in a relationship for myself is I need to be treated with respect and treated well. I need someone to be honest with me and not to lie. But also, I need someone that I can actually open up to. I've never been in a relationship, and that's this is really deep and going down a rabbit hole, but I've never been in a relationship where I could honestly be myself and open up to a person emotionally and mentally to go, you know what, this is who I am, this is how I think, this is how I feel, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but I think that's because I was still trying to discover who I am. So I would need someone that's probably a lot more emotionally intelligent or probably more sensitive um, to women and how we think and feel. No fucking alpha males here. I can tell you that right now. I'm done with that um, because one of my last points for tips is we're starting from scratch. Like once you have gone through a traumatic experience like domestic violence, you know, and as I said, some people will be like, yeah, just jump on, you know, jump on the horse again. You're good to go. And some people, like myself and so many of you that are listening, will go, mm, it's like a press pause. We're starting from scratch on what we want and how we are going to date again. Because you need time, you need to press pause and go, okay, what the hell happened? How do I heal? How do I forgive myself? How do I move forward? But also, what do I want and what do I need in a partner as well? But we're basically starting from scratch. Um, 
it's like a reset. I don't know how to explain it. It's, you know, after when I was younger, definitely, if you break up and, yeah, okay, you just go date again. This, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not jumping out there and dating again. I really need to reset my expectations, what I want, yeah, what I need, start from scratch and build my way back up again. Um, because everything that you've known or you thought you wanted, especially when you date a narcissist, bless me, um, it's a little bit disjointed on who that person actually was and how do they fool you. And that's why you're starting from scratch. It's like, mm, well, I thought I knew this person, but then he became a freaking narcissist and was controlling me and doing all these horrible freaking things to me and behind my back. How the hell do I know that the next person is not going to do the same thing? How do I make sure that I don't end up with a person like that again? I've just got to start from scratch and just baby steps, ease my way back into the dating thing. So I am hoping that's actually given you some insight from my perspective on, I guess, dating myself, like what I've learned, what I've been doing over the last few years, but also I guess tips of advice or mindfulness of if you are dating a survivor, what do you need to be mindful for? Um, because we will, you know, we will date when we're ready to date. And that might be a month after, that might be a year, 10 years, we don't know. Um, but as a domestic violence survivor, you know, don't put pressure on yourself to get back out there again. Because if you are not ready, you're not ready and you deserve that time to yourself. And my experience is this has been the best few years of my life for dating myself because I am so genuinely happy and I know what makes me happy and what kind of person would need to fit into that. And I would have to fit into their life and be aligned, values and as I said, someone that's emotionally intelligent that understands what I've been through um, and is not just going to try to sweep it under the carpet um, as well. But also, as a survivor, you need to fix yourself and work on yourself and heal, forgive and go through that journey before you jump into a relationship from my personal experience. Because if I literally jumped in to another relationship after that, I would cause more harm to myself and the other person as I went through that turmoil period of pulling myself apart and trying to really look at what happened and understand my triggers and everything like that. So I hope that's actually given you some insight. Um, dating yourself, number one, but also if you're a domestic violence survivor, what kind of person do you need or want? Um, but if you are dating survivor, hopefully that gives you insight as well, um, especially around the boundaries and us really starting from scratch and being super sensitive and heightened um, to certain situations, words or anything like that. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that's really helped you guys. It's helped me just by talking about that, a little bit of a therapy session for myself getting all the words out of my brain and speaking to people about it but 
If you are not already following me on social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, wherever it is, follow me to make sure that you don't miss out on any of the additional content that I release daily. But also, if you have any topics that you would like to me to talk about from my own experience, especially being as a domestic violence survivor, so many of you reached out to me in particular about this topic, um, let me know because I'm here to help empower you and I'm here to empower myself as well. So this is just like, um, it's a win-win situation. I'll listen to you, you listen to me and we'll both get benefits from it. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, check out next week's podcast, but honestly, you know, stay empowered because empowered people empower others.